Now, back to Bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashew, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. Knee deep in the power rankings, and we got teams that are trending up. We got teams that are trending down late in the year. My favorite is teams that are trending up right now, guys, because those are the teams you bet on in the playoffs. Yeah. You want them riding that wave as we get in. Yes, Ride that sir. wave, baby. Ride that wave. Recap your uh, your top ten real quick, Ryan. So San Francisco comes in at number one for all the obvious reasons. They're pretty much a complete football team. Brock Purdy looks like he could be the MVP this season. I don't think he should be. I think it should go to our guy Dak or Lamar, preferably. But uh, 49ers look really damn good right now. So do the Ravens. You know, outside of the fact that they really struggle to close out teams, but they're winning games. They could be 13-0, though. Uh, love Lamar Jackson. Love that defense. So, got to put Baltimore number two. Cowboys number three. Almost a perfect team, except for they got blown out earlier this season by the Niners. They split with the Eagles. We need to see them win another big game, but I like them at number three. Eagles four. Chiefs five. Bills six. Dolphins seven. Bengals eight. Lions number nine. Vikings number ten. And uh, the team that I have on this list that I think could move up here would be the Buffalo Bills at number six. Buffalo and Baltimore, those are my AFC teams moving forward the rest of the way. Nobody else will be in the Super Bowl. It's going to be one of those two teams. <laughs> I think it's going to be Baltimore right now, but you never know. Buffalo could get hot here, and I want it. I want it for the fans. They deserve it, man. Bills Mafia, you guys deserve it. I love yeah. I love Bills Mafia. I think also what you could see is maybe a Bills Ravens playoff game here in Baltimore, which would be sick. Oh, for, that would be great. Josh Allen against us. Lamar. Yes. Oh my God. Those like oh God, yeah. Like but you have to I lean Baltimore obviously like is the team that makes the run because of the defense and the Bills spent so much money on that defense the last couple of years, but like the safeties are old now. I love Micah Hyde. And, you know, Poyer's been dinged up, and Von Miller just doesn't really look good, which is crazy because last year, the first eight weeks of the season, he had seven and a half sacks, and then he got hurt. He just looks like he's lost a step. So we'll see. You know, uh, offensively, though, things have been much better since they fired Dorsey. 32 points yeah. per game. It's been, yeah. been a huge difference. Speaking of offensively, things have gotten a lot better for my number 10 team. The Broncos? Yeah! Oh, no! Yes, you and I forgot about that. <laughs> the Broncos have cracked my top 10. I think they're going to make the playoffs, aren't they? Like, that was shocking for the team that looked like they were maybe worse than they were going to be with uh, with our man Nathaniel Hackett. It looked really bad. Really, really bad for Russell Wilson. It looked really bad for Sean Payton. They gave up 70 points in a single game. And now they've won six of the last seven. And they've beaten some pretty good teams. You know, you've beaten uh, the Chiefs by a bunch, 13 points. You beat the Vikings in a close one. Uh, you had a win, and listen, you probably gifted the Bills this win, or you got this win gifted to you by the Bills, extra man on the field, but you beat the Bills. Uh, you beat the Chargers, beat the hell out of the Chargers, so they're winning some of these games by a lot. Russell Wilson feels like he's back. The first four games, Russell Wilson ran three times uh, for 17.5 yards per game. The next game, he's averaged eight rushes for 30 yards. So the scampering Russ is back. Cortland Sutton has been a beast. He scored touchdowns in seven of his last eight games, 10 out of the last 13 games this season. If you take out the 70 points that they gave up to the defense, the Broncos actually ranked number five in opponent points per game. So... I got to put the Broncos in the top 10 as much as it pains me. Uh, I took out the Lions. Lions do not crack the top 10. Uh, Bengals. 
Bengals come in at number nine. Yeah. Uh, this is just a very resilient team. They've been to the AFC championship team, uh, AFC championship game two times in a row, right? They're not packing up shop just because Joe Burrow gets injured. They now go and get Jake Browning or have Jake Browning, and he looks pretty good. We all thought that the team revolved around Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow only, but no. The Chase Brown, we talked about him. He's been a revelation as a rookie, and all of a sudden, Joe Mixon looks better. And listen, like the offense moving pretty well, but also the defense is stepping up for Jake Browning. So Bengals come in at number nine. Uh, this one, I know that we had a discussion right before break, but I put Browns in at number eight, uh, number one defense in the NFL. If Joe Flacco is the Joe Flacco, and I, I think maybe he could be, that we saw last week, 311 yards, three touchdowns, best quarterback performance of the week. Big tight end game for Najoku. So crazy. Pretty easy schedule down the stretch with the Bears, Texans, Jets, and Bengals. This is a scary football team if they get into the playoffs. If if Joe Flacco, and we know what Joe Flacco is in playoffs, in playoff games, really, really good. Yeah. Elite. Joe, Joe Flacco's elite quarterback. Yeah, he's elite. <laughs> he says he feels like a kid again. Can't believe we're we, doing this again. I, know, I love it. I I'm know. So he happy. feels like a kid again. And I feel like a kid again watching Joe Flacco. Miami, to me, comes in at seven. The Tyree Kill injury really illuminates how bad the Dolphins can be without him on the field. This offense just doesn't function the same. When he's not there, keeping defenders honest, you can basically stack the box. You can make Tua beat you. And and really the problem is this offensive line. It's in crisis mode. Connor Williams is out. Offensive line gave up five sacks to uh, in this last game to the Colts. Should have been more. And we're not talking about the Titans' pass rush either. They're 13th in the NFL. We're not talking about some elite pass rush. Uh, Austin Jackson is the only remaining starter on the offensive line from week one. So we know that they can score, but if Tua doesn't have any time, we know he gets the ball out quick. But if he doesn't have two seconds, like this offense, even with all their weapons, is anemic. And defensively, they're losing guys left and right as well. Phillips is out. Kind of feels like the hard knocks curse. I still like Miami, and if they have home field advantage through the playoffs, like maybe I feel differently, but I'm going to need to see Tyreek Hill get fully healthy and Tyreek and Tua have some time. Number six to me is Kansas City. This is just not a serious team. They, like you said, Ryan, I could see him getting bounced out of the first round. I could see him winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Mahomes is t- sick and tired of the nonsense on this uh, for in terms of his weapons. MVS doesn't catch the ball. Kadarius Tony is always doing clown behavior type of things. Everybody went pretty much full-on heel in this last game. Uh, he's having a temper tantrum. And I think that the receivers just make everyone worse. Um, this is a team that I need. I think needs home field advantage, and I don't think they're going to get it. They're 2-4 and four in their last six games, including bad losses to Denver and Green Bay. They have a very easy uh, road down the stretch. Patriots, Raiders, Bengals without Burrow, Chargers without Herbert. But, like, if they lost two of those games, like if they lost to the Bengals and the, I don't know, Patriots, would you be shocked? Probably a little shocked, but I think they could definitely lose to the Bengals. I'm just out on Kansas City. I just can't trust them. Number five for me is Philadelphia. This defense is a problem. I get, it went from best defense in the NFL to 16th in the league in DVOA, 23rd in past DVOA. They gave up 354 yards to Dallas, and I know Dallas is a pretty good offense, but they're giving up 260 yards, period, right now, passing, which is fifth worst in the NFL. 25 points per game 
giving up is fifth worst as well. Like, they're just not very good defensively, and their offense has fallen to eighth. So if they're not potent offensively, and like you said, they're just not the same yeah. without Miles Sanders. DeAndre Swift has kind of been a roller coaster. They have the 13th-ranked passing offense right now in terms of yards per game. So, like, if Jalen Hurts is not firing in all cylinders and the defense can't keep up, it gets ugly pretty fast. Um, so I, I put Philadelphia still in the top five, but kind of a little bit in trouble. Buffalo, ever since they fired Ken Dorsey, they're averaging 33 points per game. They've beaten the Chiefs. They're going to beat the Cowboys this weekend. I'm sorry. And all six yeah. losses, all six losses this year but were by one score or less. Two of those were heartbreakers, right? Xavier Gibson ran the punt for a touchdown in OT. Yeah. Extra man on the field against the Broncos. And the Eagles win on the last second field goal. So I like Josh Allen. I like this team a lot more without Ken Dorsey. Dallas comes in at number three. Is Dak an MVP? Probably look at the numbers. Seven and one in his last eight games. But again, I can't figure out what this team is. They can play defense, but can they play defense against really high potent offenses? I don't know. I don't know if they're just the Dolphins of, of the NFC. If they have home field advantage, great. If they don't, I'm a little bit more sketched out. I love this Baltimore team. They come in at number two. They're a monster. Like you said, Ryan, they should be undefeated. Uh, Lamar, seven and one in his last eight games. Offense is cooking because of him. They're actually one of the best rushing teams in the league right now, and they lost J.K. Dobbins. So yeah. this team is mean. Uh, top five in defense, uh, top five in, in offense. <sighs> That's ridiculous. And then number one, Niners. We already know what time it is. They're just the most complete team in the NFL. They're probably the only elite team that you can really say is there. Yeah. It's funny. Like, anybody, like, you know, I'll talk, like, to my dad, anybody, like, the show, any other show, everybody's like, yep, it's the Niners. Yep. Niners are the best team. But Baltimore is so damn close. It's They're very like, close. You know what I mean? It's just, um, I don't. It's just like you watch them every week, though. And, I don't and think it's. As, I don't think it's that close. Like you mean? I just think. I just think. San, offensively, at least, San Francisco is head and shoulders above Baltimore. I mean, they just yeah. have so many more weapons. Yeah. And so much more versatility. Defensively, that's maybe a different conversation. But they I get just, up for every big game. Is and you know and, what I mean? Like, yeah. There's just. And they're shredding teams. San Francisco, yeah. when healthy, has been there's, a buzzsaw. There's literally no way that you could stop them unless Brock Purdy uh, can't throw a ball. Like, yep. unless he can't throw a yep. forward pass, like we saw in the NFC Championship Or Debo game. is right. missing and Trent Williams is like, missing. Like, he's, he's knocked off. The, there's no, like, system quarterback thing. And we talked about this the other night. And granted, like, when C.J. Beathard was there, it wasn't this 49ers team. But he didn't even complete 60% of his passes, 55% of his passes. He went 2-10. and 10. So, like, Purdy is good. And he's pushing the ball down the field. And there's no way that you could stop San Francisco. If you play zone defense, they're going to kill you. If you play man defense, Debo's going to go off for like three touchdowns and 200 yards, or Kittle's going to kill you. You know, like there's even if Trent Williams gets dinged or something. Well, actually, that's the that's, that's the only thing. that's the thing that really hurts them the most. We everybody saw the else gets that hurt. Made. They're probably fine. Like if they lose Debo, they still have Ayuk. Obviously, you want everybody. You know, um, it's going to be interesting. Like if they just keep rolling too. Like they're 13 and a half point favorites this week. If they build early leads. They might be a team that's resting guys down the stretch. Mm -hmm. I mean, you obviously want the one seed. You want everybody coming to San Fran. But, man, even if the Niners, they're not going to have to go on the road, even if they did have to go on the road, I would feel great about them on the road. We've seen them do it at Lambeau Field in cold weather conditions. Even five and three on the road this year. Yeah. yeah, they're a good road team. I mean, yeah. I think the team that matches up, again, the team that matches up, I think, with San Fran the best is Dallas if they ever learn how to defend the middle of the field. And that comes down to Dan Quinn, um, you know, doing his job. He does that, he's going to be a head coach next year if he wants to. I wouldn't hire him, but 
I would rather get a nice he finds young a offensive way to beat Kyle. I just want right. him That's to continue the problem to be I always the DC. Forget about. Like Kyle knows everything about Dan Quinn. Yep. Yep. He thinks he's a a joker. I just I don't see anybody beating. I don't. I just don't see any team that can stop the 49ers at this point. I also feel like nobody can stop the Denver Broncos. Trista, I am with you. They are my number 10 team. They're in the top 10. It's crazy to think of this defense and where the Broncos are now versus where they were when they gave up 70 to Miami. That week's, I think it was like weeks two through five, mm. gave up 164 points padded by those 70 points. But since week six, just 12 total touchdowns given up. That's over eight games. 19 takeaways for the defense. They've won six of seven. And they've got a really favorable schedule the rest of the way. It's why I love that Broncos bet at plus 520 to make the playoffs. Because after the Lions, the final teams that the Denver Broncos see are a combined 13-26. and 26. Mm. And that strength of schedule late in the season makes a huge, huge difference for teams. That has nothing to do with why I put them in the power rankings. It's just something to keep in mind. Like, that's a really favorable schedule for them down the stretch. But they've turned this thing around. They've figured out, one, the chemistry with, with Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton. That's working. Russell Wilson's kind of in his lane. They figured it out. I don't know if that's a long-term thing, but it's definitely a short-term thing that's working. So the Broncos are in at 10. The Browns are in at number 9 for me. I am back in on Cleveland now because, one, we know what they can do defensively. We've seen it. But now they've got themselves a former franchise quarterback that's out there again. 311 yards and three touchdowns for Joe Flacco. Guy that was just throwing the ball around with his kids in the yard, wondering <laughs> if he was going to get another chance to play football. I mean, it's unbelievable. The one thing that does suck, though, we missed out on a uh, Flacco revenge game against the Ravens. Browns have already seen the Ravens twice, so we don't get an opportunity to have that. That's one thing I would love to watch. But everywhere Joe Flacco goes... He throws the football a lot. And they don't necessarily need him to do that because the defense is going to handle the heavy workload. But now you've got somebody that you can at least trust in late-game situations, in play a playoff game because he's been there before. A lot of experience, played really well, got himself a big contract after he won the Super Bowl with the Ravens. So really good position. Browns trending back up. They're definitely a team where the arrow's pointing all the way up. Same thing for the Bills, too. I've got them in at number 8 right now because just for me, I'm still a little bit concerned about some of the things defensively. I think, Ryan, you mentioned it. The, the, they're not getting enough pressure on the quarterback. I'd like to see a little bit more of that. But offensively, they're definitely better. We, we can watch and we can see. And if they can find ways to continue to get Stephon Diggs more involved, I think that team continues to be in a better a better position. And look, it doesn't matter how it ended. They won at Arrowhead. That's a big win. Like, I just, I don't, I don't care how it ended. They won, and that's, that's really what matters. So Bills are in at number eight for me. The Lions are at number seven. And this is a team, though, with the arrow going the other direction. They're nine and four, but they're two and two over their last four games. We've watched them turn the ball over a ton. They lost to the Bears. They blew a 21-0 lead to the Saints, almost. I mean, they won, but you pretty much blew that lead at that point. They have stepped up in the red zone offensively, though. They have been a better team there, and they does look like the the, the Lions have figured out at least what you're going to do with David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. They, they've got their roles. They've got the carries. It seems to be balanced out when each one is going to be out there on the field, and that's really important because those are two great weapons on an offense that has a ton of weapons, but it really comes down to Jared Goff, the turnovers, and really that defense finding ways to at least get some stops. Lions are in at seven. Chiefs in at number six for me. I think we've all kind of gotten to the point where we know what's wrong with the Chiefs, and we've now seen it, and it's glaring, and it's been a massive problem. Yeah. Uh, Rasheed Rice, though, at least. 23 catches, 243 yards, two touchdowns in the past three games. Starting to get more opportunities there, but we all know that the, the main guy you throw the football to is Travis Kelsey, and if he's not involved, you've got the walking brain fart in Kadarius Tony out there that's always making mistakes, and the rest of these guys can't catch the football. So, no wonder Patrick Mahomes went off. He's got receivers dropping passes. I mean, all kinds of stuff. 
So the, the Chiefs are kind of a mess. All right, top five next.